Welcome to episode 45 of the Hoopinions podcast, Rivalry Stew with a Side of Consequence. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Harry, I've got Ben in the studio. Where do we start with today? Do we just get the big elephant-shaped I think, I gun? Think, I think we do. Uh, and real quick, real quick, I just realized that the Rivalry Stew this week, do you know what the flavor is? Beef. Oh, <laughs> that's... I'm such a genius. I didn't think of that. But it's that so is- good. Uh, but no, it has been a week full of, oh man, a lot of just actions and, and consequences, really. Uh, I guess we start well, off with, yeah, the, the big one. The media has definitely gone. Like, look, there's not a lot going on. There's sort of, there's often like a bit of a lull before playoffs where like, you know, people are usually playing it pretty safe. Things are pretty, well, things are usually decided around now, but they're not in the West as we've, yeah, in the West. Still but close still close but it, it is a lot of people are injured things are quieting down a little bit as people try to get healthy before the playoffs so i think the media has slightly gone in on this a bit too hard but it's also it's a talking point yeah um a lot of discussion with jared morant he's suspended indefinitely he's lost his power power have deleted his commercial at least the police have closed off their investigation saying that there's a lack of evidence to to support which honestly it's probably a good thing he's still probably in trouble of how he got the gun there's still a whole lot of things the coaches haven't really given an indication of it sounds like he it's almost i don't want to add more fuel but it almost sounds like he had a substance abuse problem or something or like the way they're just like you know john needs to heal and come back a better person it just <laughs> sounds like there's a lot more going on than just yeah him being an idiot potentially but I guess it's also um, a great opportunity. And I think he has released a statement saying that he's sorry and that he's an idiot and that it's been a good wake-up call. Yeah. So hopefully that is. What are, what are your thoughts on the situation? Uh, look, I guess, end of the day, I think I try to put a positive spin on it and I hope this is a learning experience because he's still young. It's still early in his career. He's got plenty of time to turn it around. Uh, I think we've seen other players in the past have had controversy and still managed to turn around. So there's, there's time. I think he just needs to approach it the right way. But you kind of called it. Earlier in the season, you were saying he needs to be careful who he's hanging around with. We're getting multiple stories and there's a pattern developing. And yeah, it kind of ended up in this, yeah, now indefinite suspension. So he's going to get the right dogs. And as you said today, we were talking about it at lunch at work that Shaq was like, hey, like the people I had around me, I'm yeah. stealing your point. <laughs> no, no, 100%. <laughs> like Shaq was like, the people around me, you know, they were the ones telling me like, no, 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 don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Yeah. And it seems that Jar's got the opposite. Yeah. I think, yeah, out of all the takes, because there have been a lot that have been almost like too sympathetic for Jar, to be honest. Like, oh, he just needs time to... Bo-. Look, he messed up. He had multiple levels of messing up. But I think Shaq kept it the most real. He's like, you had to you had to go into the app. You had to do all these things to start a streaming blah, blah, blah. I had to get... Yeah. So there's a lot of layers to it. But end of the day, he said he had the right crew around him and John needs to build the right support around him because yeah. yeah I also like the takes of like Shannon Sharp where he's like, you know, like NBA will move on without you. If you keep acting a fool, they'll get rid of you. Very You're, true. you've got a once in a lifetime opportunity for generational wealth. Yeah. Generational. It's a, it's a lotto. You've won the lotto. Your skills are the lotto. Treat them like skills. Yeah. Cause it's a business end of the day. It's, yeah. they're going to have their best interest at first. And if, He's not representing the brand. They're going to move on. So it doesn't matter how good he is. Yeah. And Taiwan don't pay as much as <laughs> <laughs> Dwight would know. Dwight. Uh, 
Man, I'm still surprised that with with how with how every team kind of needs like a spare big, I'm really surprised that Dwight hasn't been picked up yet. I'm yeah. honestly like most of the other like you know this is that list of like Aldridge and all the other people. Most of most of that list, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised they're washed. But yeah, Dwight they're a bit old. But still, seems like the most serviceable out of that list, especially just because he's been on like winning teams for the last few seasons. Like he's filled a role and he's done it pretty well. So it's a bit of a shame. So I'm a little him. bit surprised. Yeah. So. Uh, we're at the point of the season now where injury, whoever it honestly uh, is going to come down to in the West, at least whoever's the most healthy. Yeah. hundred percent. There is a humongous West injury list right now. Yeah. Starting off with the Durantula. Ooh, that's, that's tough Did to you see. see that clip. Yeah. That's tough to see. as, as pe- we both sprained our ankles at points. You, when you say it, you go, Oh, you just cringe a bit, but it was pre-game. Before it was in the warm-ups before the game, he was just dunking and oh. he just landed wrong, and it looked. It was one of those ones where it's like, oh, it didn't look that bad, but it also looked bad. Yeah, it ugh, look it look it looked bad watching it a few times. The first time, you're like, oh, I just rolled it, and oh no, it was bad. But it's just so unlucky, like doing it before the game, and oh, he's just come back from injury as well, so. And now they're like, we are hopeful that KD will return by the end of the season. <sighs> which is oh. not good. I mean, yeah. It's just a freak accident. Yeah. I well, mean, like, there's not much you can well, do. Well, apparently he finished the, the warm-up and then they were like, no. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can't carry and then on. And then you're like, no, you cannot play. And then, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I've seen rumors that it's a grade two ankle sprain, which is what I did to myself a couple of months <laughs> ago. And let me tell you, it sucked. Yeah. Katie's probably got better medical access than I do and he'll probably spend his whole time rehabbing. Yeah. Um, Whereas I just slept, worked, and ate things out of an air fryer. Um, <laughs> Living the life, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a grade one. If it's a grade two, like that is supposed to be like a good couple of weeks, like more than a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I guess in terms of the Suns as a whole, what impact is this going to have? Because they're currently in fourth. They're sitting at least they're sitting a good five games above like knockout of plane entirely. So I don't think they're going to. I don't know. I don't think they're going to drop out entirely with Look, him gone, but... Um, they've still got a good team. Obviously, yeah. KD was the the icing on top. And, you know, he even that other day, he took the clutch shot for the W. Um, I think they've just, got to, they've just got to tread water. Yeah. As long as KD is healthy by playoffs, that's they're the fine. main thing, yep. Yeah, if he's, and, if he's not ready for playoffs, that's the main concern, I think. And they've got Book, they've got DeAndre, they've got CP3. I think they've got enough to get them there. Yeah but they need to make sure they're ready by the time it comes down to first round. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to be looking promising for them without him because they're currently at the moment matching up with maybe the Clippers, depending if they move around a bit, could be anything from the Warriors to Wolves. Yeah. To, the, ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it depends how far they drop. They could almost be playing a uh, Grizzlies, Kings, Nuggets. So ooh, you don't want, th- yeah, yeah, honestly, they'd want to, they want to try and go higher rather than lower. Yeah. Um, which the Grizzlies have dropped a bit. They're five, five, they've had five and five in the last mm. couple of games. I wanted to quickly mention that with Jargon, uh, Tyus Jones obviously been getting more minutes at the point. He's actually been playing pretty well. Yeah. He's been doing a good job. He's had 25 points and 12 assists in one game, 22 and 11 assists. He's had five steals, three steals. He's been doing, doing the job. Good. Like He's not been carrying the team, but he's been doing it's well helping. enough. So as long as it's like you said, staying afloat, if the Grizzlies can at least stay afloat. But <laughs> staying alive, staying alive. That's what they're doing. But with that, the Kings have actually moved into second. 
we'll tie it kind of second, God. but which I think is the highest the Kings have been in decades and decades. So I, I love to see this. It's what funny. An embarrassment to this league. I what lo- is happening? <laughs> I love the hate that you have for the Kings, which makes me want to go for them more because the Grizzlies are kind of my team, but with all the drama, it's making me less and less keen on them. So I'm jumping aboard the light the beam train, really. So oh I'm rooting for the Kings now. <laughs> are you going to buy a Kings jersey? You know what? I might just do that just just De- because I know that you'll hate it. Disgusting. I don't Let's get a King. Fox or Sabonis jersey. The Kings jersey. don't even have a good jersey. Are you kidding me? It's purple. It's great. I like purple, but I don't like the... Mm. Right, I'm going to get a Fox jersey just to just to wear it at the podcast to make you annoyed. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> well, talking oh. about injuries, we sorry, we should go... We've talked about KD. KD's the big one. Yep. Um, but then Kaminga le- felt left out. And so before his game today, he decided to roll his ankle and warm up as well. <gasps> what is it with the pregame? <laughs> You're not meant to be doing at, that. At least with him, he was driving on like someone and they he just took a step. Like his step went a bit too far. He just stood on the guy's foot okay. and rolled it. At least there was someone else there. KD did it on nothing. So It was token defense. Like it, it yeah. was just backing up and then he, yeah. So oh. that was just, oh my goodness. But we've got... So Kaminga rolled his ankle. Luca has a um, Luca's injured. He tried to play through like a muscle strain or a, a something the other day and against their in their loss against the Pelicans. But he looks so bad. Yeah. They took him off after a while. He was just like, bro. Uh, LeBron has a bad ankle. Zion. The latest we've heard from Zion is that there is uh, he is not close to returning. That's oh, it's so rough. The the man averages like twenty games a season. It's, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know if we're jinxing it, but it honestly felt like this was the season he was going to come back and make an impact. Oh, That's, for me, it was like this season, because the other ones, each season has been one big thing he's gone wrong. He's slimmed down a little bit. Yeah. He, he's so fun to watch. He just Pelicans can't. have really assembled a good roster with him there. They were, they moved up to third at one point without him. I mean, they're still solid, but they're down to tenth now, and it's just well, well, and then um, and then Brandon Ingram rolled his angle, <sighs> so, so Pelicans are down two again. Yeah, and Ingram really just came back from injury too. <sighs> so poor dude. Yeah, Cat uh, is still out. Um, oh, the New Zealander from the Grizzlies. Oh, um, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. He's, he's out. Been extended. He has to do some like stem cell treatment now, mm-hmm. and he's a big a big thing for them. So the West is very quickly. <laughs> Opening up to who is, I I believe Denver are look Denver and the Kings are looking pretty good injury wise. The yeah. Clippers are looking pretty good. Uh, the Timberwolves outside of Cat, honestly, well, yeah, like, that's the thing. Cat, without Cat, the Timberwolves are still pretty good. They are sitting in seventh without him, so which honestly surprises me. I'm not gonna lie, that's that's a bit of a surprise. Uh, so, Cat's like the KD for them. Yeah. I guess, but I don't know. I feel like without him, they have an okay team, but I don't think it's quite the level that, that the Suns would have. And just for reference, they're above the Mavs, Lakers or whatever, uh, but Pelicans, Jazz, these are all teams that have been kind of contesting and I'm surprised that they've kept it together. So once Cat is back, don't know the schedule for his return, but uh, I think they'll be looking quite strong for playoffs, to be yeah. honest. So I think Conley's been nothing but good for them. That's true. I think that was a great move, picking him up. Uh, getting him and Gobert's chemistry. So need to do some. Maybe next week we'll do like a stats of the team pre Conley, and then give it another week or two and see if we can get like a. Yeah, we'll do like the last size. two weeks versus the next two weeks and see what Conley does to the team. Yeah, he might be a bad. It might be a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, uh, Golden State is still missing people as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's so close. We cannot talk enough about like there's multiple teams on equal 
12.5 games behind. There's multiple teams on 14. And then the three teams, like 11th, 12th, 13th, are four and 14 and 15 games behind. 14 yeah. and a half and 15. Like there is... You've literally got fifth all the way down to 13th, separated by like three games. It's we actually should, insane. We <laughs> should look at the um, all of these teams in the West and see who has the easiest schedule versus the hardest schedule. Ooh. That might be a juicy... Uh, a juicy analysis it's true really quick I know we talk about the Lakers a lot but they are ninth. just wanted to point that out uh, which damn. I think is the highest they've been this season and maybe look out, out uh, the bet we had going that they're not going to make it past first round it seemed like an absolute they've, lock they've it seemed got, really easy since they've had Vanderbilt they've had like Vanderbilt's first been a defense. good move yeah so they're I don't know something's working there I think Vanderbilt was a good move no go- Lakers <laughs> no yeah, I don't, it's not I don't allowed wanna, I don't want to see them uh, make the playoffs but yeah, honestly, oh, it's that close. hell no. It's that close. No, nah, they're trash. <laughs> I'm not worried. Oh, my gosh. Just but step on LeBron's ankle. <laughs> no, we don't need more injuries. Oh. oh, and Lonzo needs a third surgery. Oh, gosh, that's terrible news. That yep. Poor dude. Yeah, not being, not being good. But one positive for the Bulls, quickly shout it, shouting them out. They did beat the top-seeded Nuggets uh, quite, quite, quite significantly. I saw the other day. Yeah. Why do they beat random good teams... <laughs> But then they can't beat the bad teams. Oh, man. I don't know. I, at first I thought, oh, maybe they were resting Jokic or something. But no, he played. He played. Almost got a triple-double. I swear Chicago beats all the contenders and then loses to, like... Okay, no, that's, that's wrong. They lose to everyone. <laughs> um, but but they just... They lose against the Hornets. Yeah. But then they go and beat the Nuggets. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it was a good game for Vucevic. I think he dropped like 25 and 15 rebounds or something. So, yeah, but it's just a bit of a shame because honestly, with Lonzo, I think they could be definitely a playoff team um, with, with with a full roster. I think, yeah, they've got a few... Yeah, without... A few injuries there. Um, it's uh, I just don't get this Chicago Bulls team. One week, I'm just like, yeah, blow it up. And the next week, I'm like, wow, they're really good. They should keep it. It's just... It's but they can't seem to decide. Between, yeah. We cursed someone oh no who have we cursed because we were talking a lot about how well the new york knicks yep have been playing and they've been playing really well they're on a roll yeah and then they went and lost to the hornets <laughs> come on bro yeah that's rough uh they've Why? currently lost back-to-back games now uh but one little one little bright spark before we get back to that you guys had the a hornets. good thing new york <laughs> What they, are you doing? They did. I just want to sh- say, because we've been talking about how they haven't really had a point guard. Jalen Brunson's come in and really filled that role. Uh, but I mentioned some of the youngsters still taking the time to develop. Quickly dropped 38 on the Celtics in double OT, to be fair. Who? Um, Emmanuel Quickly. What team? Point guard of the future for the Knicks. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> so, he was on the Knicks. So yeah, some of their youngsters are, uh, are starting to step up. And yeah, it's good to see big performances like this every now and then. Oh. Uh, but no, Brunson's still been playing well. He's been... Kind of the key. Randall had a big game too. I so. saw a rumor that is it Josh Hart? Are they got? Yep, they got Hart. Hart, Hart, Josh Hart. Hart. Yep, Hart. Um, Josh Hart is going to decline his player option and get a bigger contract from New York for longer. I think it's a fair call. I think it's a fair call. I think he's been fit in well. He's, he's had a couple up and down games, but overall been a positive. Been, so he's been playing good. He's been playing good. But come on, you can't lose to the Hornets without Lamelo. Come yeah. on! Because that is minus Lamelo too, so that's pretty pretty surprising. At the moment, they've got like Hayward trying to carry, and they got Scary Terry, and 
Yeah, come on, that team's rubbish. Yeah, they're they sh- they're a tanking team, effectively. So, like, come on, we took half a season to trust you enough, New York, to say something good about you, and then you went and did did, did that. They are sitting in fifth. They're still looking. Oh, but looking who cares? They lost to the Hornets. <laughs> oh well, I guess I'm it's not... it's our fault though, because we cursed them. As soon as oh. we talk talk uh, something good about a team, then they go and do the opposite. So. Shouldn't have, look. They're not out of the woods yet. They could they could go like Brooklyn are still there. Brooklyn yeah. are still in sixth. They're only a game behind. They've got a two and a half game buffer from the Miami Heat. I think it was interesting. It's I was looking at the New York. I was looking at the Brooklyn Bucks results and. Honestly, the one positive I will say, they were they were close, they lost that game, but they were close. But the one positive is that now that they don't have like superstars, they're being really flexible with their minutes. The five starters, three of them scored zero points that game. Oh wow. And they ended up having the their starters maybe averaged about fifteen minutes. And it was entirely the bench. I think Patty Mills went for about 20, oh, 28 or something. He hit like five three pointers. So it's look. It's concerning when the guys that are meant to be leading the team do end up playing so ter- terribly that the coach says no, you're bench for the rest of the game. But at least the coaching staff's adapting, and I think giving some of the bench players a, a good shot as well. Good on them. Um, so yeah, I, my my thoughts are they're probably still gonna drop, but I think they'll just hang in there, get a play in position. I think so. I'll have to see because like all the people below them aren't really. It's like Brooklyn Nets have gone four and six in the last ten. Miami have gone three and seven. Atlanta Hawks have gone five and five. We need to watch a game. I really want to see if they look any different with Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Raptors have gone six and four, but they're on a, a two-game lose streak. Washington Wizards are five and five. So, like in theory, I mean, all those playing teams aren't really that strong. No, yeah, not no. performing well. So. Even with Brooklyn losing their stars, I think if they can just sort of maintain like the fifty percent win win loss rate, they could hold Should on. Should be the enough. Yeah. Miami suck. And look, I mean, as long as Cam Johnson and, you know, Michael Bridges have the odd big game to carry when the whole team isn't doing it. But yeah, they've got they've got some they've got some depth, I suppose. They've got a little bit of little bit of options, so I, yeah, I can see them probably hanging in play ins, maybe even playoffs. So. Like there'll be a there'll be a first round exit. Yeah. But, but they might you make know, it they might better hold on because the yeah, the East is really opened up and the, there isn't the same level of competency that we have in the West. True. Especially after the trade deadline. Yeah. It's definitely looking like the West is stronger. But we have had some nice little, uh, I guess, almost playoff previews. Because uh, we did have that game between the Cavs and the Celtics. That was, <laughs> that was pretty entertaining at the end. Banger. Yeah. So, I think it was, what, the Cavs were pretty much down most of the game. Oh, the I watched it. The, um, the, the Boston Celtics just were like... Pew, 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 We don't know how to miss from three. Pew, 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 pew. Just shooting lights out from deep. They pretty much the whole game. wild. And look, the Cavs were just weren't as good from three, but they were getting, like, they were sort of keeping in there with, with good mid-range stuff. Um, yeah. And then Dono Mi- Mitchell was like, hold my beer. Hold my poodle. <laughs> and just sort of, and like, they, they got it back. Like, And I think at one point they had like a 20... I don't want to say 25, but Boston had a pretty... I, I'd have to look it up. I don't remember exactly, but they had a very big lead and they blew it. Yeah. And then the last play, it was it was a tie. So good. Cleveland foul on the last play of the game. It's like 0.8 on the clock left. Grant Williams comes up to the free throw line and tells Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to hit both. <laughs> I'm going to hit both free throws. And Donovan's like, you're not. You're not. And they were actually really smart about it, right? So... 
So Grant Williams, he takes the first shot short. Yeah. Then bricks our front room. Everyone yeah. walk, like, and then Cleveland like start like slowing things down to really let him stew. Yeah. You know they they put in um. Why well, I cannot remember people's names though. They I think put they put Afro. What's Afro's name? Oh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah. They put Jared Allen in, and then um. And then, and, and then everyone was just like, oh, do I stand here? Or do I stand over there? And like, walk they were like having a little, like, almost quick timeout on the yeah, court exactly. in front of him. Yeah, yeah they were really letting really him time. And then, and Grant Williams is like an 80 something percent free throw shooter. Yeah, he's a decent shooter. He's so. a very decent free throw shooter. So then the next one went long, bounced out. Yeah. And then over point eight. Yeah. Oh, so as, as a player, obviously, this is like what you train for. But psychologically it clearly makes a huge difference when the game is on the line he has two two shots he only needs to make one one. he needs to make one and misses both of them so a little bit of good good tactics by uh, mitchell there yeah well he went he went short then he overcooked it on the second one so it was look that second one like it was close that one like came in and then came out at like the last like it was very close that last one um but then it came into overtime which what is cleveland's speciality overtime yeah they've had some great ot games they this season nine from nine yeah wow the most they're a hundred percent win rate from ot so if you're if you're playing cleveland don't, don't let them get to ot don't go to ot because <laughs> dono's just like okay is it clutch time i've got you i'm ready yeah he's like should i drop 71 again like should i go go off but it was it was a good match obviously there was a little bit concerning that cads were struggling against boston's like b team because they was they missed um williams they were missing Al Horford. They were missing Jason Tatum. Yep. But it was scary how good Boston looked for most of that game. They were on yeah. fire. People. So honestly, short of them like kind of losing it in the last last quarter, they were playing really well without three of their key players. Yeah. So they're looking quite scary come playoff time, probably. Cleveland need to defend the three-point line better. Yeah, I think perimeter defense probably isn't their, their forte with, with Garland and Mitchell. It needs um, to be. Yeah. Boston were just like... Uh, uh, three pointer. Just hitting three it. Three pointer. Three pointer. But that's what we've seen pew, since the beginning of the pew, season. Pew. We've seen them being a very high volume and very high efficiency three point shooting team, and that's that's how they were first in the East for the majority yeah. of the beginning of the season. The, so the only thing that makes me worried about Boston being a very heavy three point shooting team is that you live by the three and you die by the three. <coughs> Rockets. Um, sorry, let's not talk about that. <laughs> mm. But I mean, look, it, when it, when they're firing, it works. It's unstoppable. But yeah, you need to make sure that you're really hitting on all cylinders when because, it comes to the playoffs. Because that's the thing, right? If your three goes cold, I'd rather bet on a team like the Cavs, who have some bigs that can get yeah, or well, Mitchell buckets. driving inside. There are options other than the three that they have yeah. in their arsenal. So I'd also like yeah. Mitchell at the three, but uh, he's you know, he's he's really improved this season. So so and yeah, Mitchell's looking great. He's carried like you know it wasn't a fluke in Utah. He still looks good, surrounded by good people. I still, I still want this Cats team to do well. Yeah, I'm really hoping. I'm thinking that maybe this year isn't quite their year. If they can make another good move, I haven't looked at the waivers yet. It's too early to be looking at waivers for for up and comings. Yeah, but if they fair. can make, that's the thing. I just feel like they're now that they've got Mitchell. Like this team's really good. I'm really happy with how they've constructed this roster maybe they're like one good signing away just one i think they just need one more good signing because they've got rubio they've got the vets they've got the bigs like you know they've got the 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 double tower strat which works really well Mm. i reckon there may be one you know what they're, they're short they're short one really solid 
three and D player. Yeah. First that came to mind was Jay Crowder, but he's I guess had no, no, other no, issues. We, but we don't trust Jay Crowder. But like anymore. prime Jay Crowder. This yes. is this is kind of what they're missing. Yeah, just yeah. like a good lockdown D, someone, three point shooter. Yeah, someone that just when you pass it to them, they get their their five threes a game or whatever. Like you know, their four yeah. to five threes a game. Really good defense. That's what they need. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because honestly, yeah, the Cavs are s- they're so close. But when you think about the teams, like Nuggets talking about bucks who have won it before celtics who made the playoffs yeah it's it's looking a little tough but But i still want them to do well i still love watching them play they've got you know they're not just i love teams at the moment like look obviously i love watching three-point shooting like teams it's very very exciting watching watching (laughs) golden state and the grizzlies play today they were just they were just trading daggers yeah it was insane but I love seeing teams like the Cavs that are not doing like the optimal strat and are still... And that, that's the thing, right? Statistically, if you can hit three-point shots at a consistent rate, it's the better shot. Yeah. But your two-point shot is also like a higher percentage. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun watching teams... Mix it up. Not just do the exact yeah. same, yeah. So that's why the Cavs are enjoyable. Why I love watching like Phoenix and... Um, yeah, king of the mid-range, that team. King so. of the mid-range. Like, it, there's so many different... There's a lot of different strats. Minnesota, I think, are a different strat, you know, with yeah. Gobert and, and the bigs. So it's exciting to see the Cavs perform well. And they're in a position now where they can kind of be like, cool, we've got a good, really good core. Have we got any expirings coming up? Who do we need to keep? And then who are we targeting on the free market? Yeah. They're one or two big moves away. Like, obviously, getting... Getting Mitchell when they did was a huge move and a huge move in the right direction that changed 100%. everything for them. That was yeah, absolutely game changer. They they were already with Mobley last season, I think over over exceeding expectations. But that Mitchell move that's been absolutely the key piece. That's as, yeah, as much as it's team. really sad to see how well Marketing's playing on the Jazz. Yeah, like it's like <laughs> what could have could have could have should have would have. But Mitchell has that experience. Yeah, and, and is look look at those fifty point playoff games like. Yeah. That's the type of guy they need in the playoffs because with the previous roster, they could make playoffs, but I couldn't see them progressing. And now they have a guy that can do that. Moving up one rung in the ladder real quick to the Sixers. I want to quickly shout out James Harden because I don't often, I don't often do this, but I feel like he's been, he's been playing pretty well. He's had a couple games where he hasn't been scoring that well lately, but his facilitating has been off the charts. Yep. Last five games, he's had, look, most of them he hasn't even cracked 20 points. But he's had some insane assist games. Last game had 20 assists along with nine rebounds. He's had a 13, a 12, a 10. He's been dropping dimes all over the place. Now, Embiid obviously is kind of the the primary scorer on that team. Uh, But the, I guess, yeah, efficiency of Harden hasn't been the best offensively. Come playoff time, are we going to see any shines of of Rockets Harden? Or is he now a facilitator? they They don't need Rockets Harden. He's not there to be Rockets Harden. That's true. That's true. I, I watched a game the other, a little while ago. I can't remember which one it was. Philadelphia was playing the Mavs, maybe. or I watched a Philly game, mm-hmm. and there was a couple of really timely three-point shots that Harden hit. Like, he still got it. Yeah. But he doesn't need... Like, he can still shoot, and as long as he's on... Like, when he's on, he's on. But I don't think... For Philly, I don't think they need Rockets Harden. They've got Embiid. They've got the support that you know. They've got Maxley. They've got the supporting cast. I don't think they need Rockets Harden. Hmm. They need they need Harden to get fifteen twenty points at a decent efficiency, and they need him because that's the thing, right? It doesn't matter necessarily if he's shooting well or not or how often he shoots. 
the fact of the matter is is that he's still a threat and they have they can't sag off him okay they I'll, have I'll to take him seriously they can't it's not like russ is running up the court and you can be like oh yeah cool we'll just let you you know be bad at, <laughs> inefficient you know if you leave hard and open he'll nail it yeah okay I, I agree with him being a threat and i think that also works well with his uh facilitating but i'm gonna actually disagree with you here i think they they don't need playoff harden from the rocket days but they still need him to contribute more because after the number one option in bead what do you mean he got 20 assists the other day yes 40 but- <laughs> points at least 40 points yes but i feel like as a scoring option unless maxi's having a crazy game they have a lot of good role players they have a lot of good role players i think they flesh out the team quite well but playoff time, when you need, like, kind of like we're talking about Mitchell and the Cavs, they need that guy to just drop a ton. After Embiid, if he's not having that game, who's your number two guy? But that's the thing. Embiid doesn't need to be, like, Harden's a better distributor. Yeah. Harden knows how to, like, either A, drive and kick the ball out to get the ball to Embiid in a better position than Embiid can get himself to. And then if they don't respect him properly, then he's going to take an easy bucket. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just feel like we've talked about playoffs where you've got teams having time to adjust when you have that one guy kind of like against that, Giannis. That's why you want Harden. If they lock down Embiid, who's going to set everyone else up? Harden. Yeah. Embiid's not the best distributor. He's okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Look, he, I'll fight you on this. His, <laughs> his last few games, he's been, yeah, offensively in terms of distributing the ball, been incredible. But scoring-wise, taking a bit of a dip. The but only then, time he cracked 20 in the last five games was with 11 free throws. So. But then before, a couple of weeks ago, he was he spent a week getting a consistent 20 to 25 points a game. That's fair. That's so fair. So I think, I think Harden's doing exactly what Brooklyn... Uh, not Brooklyn. Harden, the, Harden's <laughs> doing exactly what the 76ers need him to do. He didn't which do is, what Brooklyn <laughs> which is to Which is to playmake. Yep. He's there to pass it to the... They've got the depth. They've got the role players. They've got Embiid. It doesn't matter if he's passing it to Embiid 50 times or if he's passing it, like, as long as they're scoring off him and then he just does the occasional shot or blow by or he's smart enough to, he, he's got an incredible handle on the game. Yes, that is true. Incredible. That's true. Well, yeah, Philly looking pretty, pretty happy in those top three, I'd say. Uh, like we said, East is a little bit more locked in. East is a bit more locked in, but East is also on those weird ones. So, like, the West could go anywhere. The East could go anywhere with the top four. Yeah, <laughs> like, so they could still get different seeds by the end of the season, but we kind of know what the top four teams I think, will be. I think it's between like the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, and Cavs. In my mind, they're all okay. Maybe Cavs are like a like a half step down, but mm. Boston, Bucks, and 76ers are like complete teams. They've yeah. got the the big duo. They've got the the right amount of of bench bench talent coming off like they've got the rotations yeah. 76ers still haven't managed to get rid of doc but <laughs> <laughs> oh well, i mean somehow they're still doing well uh but yeah, it's pretty much down to end of end of the eastern conference finals one of those teams it'll is, be two is, of those it's teams. gonna be two of those teams in there and one of them Most making likely. the finals so yeah uh, whereas the west i'm just like eh, honestly it could be anyone from Anyone's the top game. 10 yeah honestly especially how the injuries are turning out Quickly ducking back to the West, you mentioned his name a minute ago with Westbrook. Westbrook! Uh, we've had a little bit more time to see the Clippers with him. Uh, how, how is he going on the Clippers? Um, it's one of those weird things, right? So, to, so since they've acquired Russ, they have gone two from seven, the Clippers. Mm, okay, so record hasn't been great. Record has not been great. 
Uh, I haven't checked. Who are they losing against? Were they losing against good teams or bad teams? They've had teams? a couple tough ones. Kings, yeah. Warriors, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Kings. Yeah, no, okay. So they've so had predominantly a, a tough stretch of games. That was really. a tough stretch of games. Um, so, but And it's only been seven games, so it's a bit hard to tell. But at the moment... At the moment, the efficiency EFG percentage, that's efficiency... Yep. I think rating. it's effective field goal percentage, I think yes. that is, yeah. So when Russ has been on, the team efficiency rating has been 59%, which is better than Reggie Jackson, Jackson at 54, better than Terrence Mann at 54, and better at John Wall than 53. And when Russ is off, it's pretty much the same, 54% off, which is pretty much on par with the other guys. That's... So interesting. I usually don't hear efficiency in Westbrook in the same sentence, but he's no—he's actually made a he's, noticeable difference on the efficiency. He's the not team. efficient, <laughs> but he's good at passing to people. I mean, that's fair. He has, despite his issues, it's like one of those weird things, right? Where like half of the game, Russ has his horse blinders on and is just driving to the rim like an idiot. Mm. But then the other half of the time, he does pass. Yeah, he has—he is fairly good at doing the the drive kick. Strat. I feel like I watched watched some of some of the games already, and you can see him actually finding good looks for the team. And yes, he's he's got his moments, but the also the change in Westbrook too is that he's coming in with the attitude, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. I'm happy to be playing for for a contender. And I think that's quite different. I think early on with the Lakers, he was not that happy to be doing a bench role. He de- embraced it eventually. Yeah, but I think he's coming to this team like. We've got a we've got a good roster. Let's just win. Let's and, just win. And I think also um, going in with Paul George, like he spent a lot of time with Paul George in, in OKC. He definitely so, got yeah George like advocating for him as well. Hopefully, and yeah, it's yeah, a bit of chemistry fa- there. Look, familiarity, right? Yeah, it's like the moment Conley started playing with Gobert, he started seeing good things. Yeah, there's you know I don't think it's a uh, uh, what do you call it Ricky Rubio and and Dono on the on the Cavs like those mm-hmm. are. They've been playing years together, and I think it shows. Yeah. And it's nice to be around people that you know. So, honestly, I think the win rate on the last seven games isn't really indicative of the team because they have had a quite a tough schedule. Uh, I think, yeah. Honestly, I think it is an improvement with Westbrook. So, we'll have to see how they go. So, I do. I did manage to quickly uh, Google the remaining schedule strengths. So, we're going to talk Ooh. about that mo- in a moment. But last but not least, rivalry stew. We had Golden State versus the Grizzlies. Yes. There's been so much chat between Brooks and, and Green. <laughs> Draymond Green. It's been hilarious. Draymond's been flying off on his podcast. Brooks just goes to the media and goes, bruh, this guy's a clown. Like, yep. <laughs> I have no respect for him or the Golden State. And then Dre today was like, oh, you know, Grizzlies aren't even on our level. We've got four championships. They've got none. Like the oh. funniest thing is that every time Draymond says like this isn't even a rivalry because we've got rings and they don't, the more it makes it a rivalry because <laughs> they just keep firing back at each other. Steve Kerr and oh, can I say this? He looked like he was having a stroke today. <laughs> he was as in like not in the uh, like as in like he was sitting so still like you could see every time it panned to him he he looked like he was a petrified zombie. He did look really stressed. He looked like he was just. But he so... was also like trying not to show it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to keep it inside is what he looked like. It yeah. was just like <laughs> just 
poker face, but inside you could tell, yeah. He was they were not happy to be losing to the Grizz no. at all. Especially without Jar, without Steven Adams. Yeah. They were missing, they were missing players. Not happy. Yeah. So look, I can kind of understand them saying it's not a rivalry because it's they a rivalry. haven't got rings. But it is. It when, is. when you're these guys hate each other. When you're other. going out of your way to talk smack, particularly about Brooks and just the team as a whole, it it, it started a beef, yeah. Hate each other. Yep. I am praying to Buddha. I don't pray to Buddha very often, but when I do, Buddha, please, can the Grizz and the Golden State have the first round together? I mean, honestly, please. honestly, it's it's pretty likely. It's pretty likely because currently, as things stand, they are like going to be facing each other with uh, Grizzlies in third and Golden State in sixth. This, this is the only thing I want for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> The Grizzlies do have a bad reputation. A lot of stuff going around with them. But I still... (laughs) I still stand by what I said earlier in that it makes for entertaining basketball because whenever these teams match up, even it's even the graphics that the they're doing in between the breaks, they're bringing up they're bringing up comments <laughs> and tweets. tweets and stuff. Yeah, it's so funny. So everyone's leaning into it. The league's leaning into it. Yes, uh, but I like it when it's when they're talking. Like, and I told you this at lunch, right? The Grizz talk smack every game they play, that and that just fair, makes yeah. them look like <laughs> bad people. Yeah, when they're when they're going off at other teams, when there's no beef, and they're not really responding. Like, okay, whatever. It just makes them. It's it like the bully in the in the playground going, "Ha, I'm better than you." Yeah, but when the two bullies come up against each other. Then it's exciting. Exactly. <laughs> you got to pick and choose. That's the thing. Golden State doesn't smack talk everyone they play. Yeah. They, they smack talk the refs a lot, but they oh, don't they smack talk when, the other teams. I yeah. love it when they smack talk the refs. Oh. So good. But yeah, I mean, with a short staff Grizzlies, they still managed to beat the Warriors. With Steph back, with, with Clay. Yeah, I mean, look, they're missing Kaminga. They don't have a. They, they got slaughtered by the Bigs today. Yeah. One thing I found interesting with mostly... Look, we've talked about small ball for many years now. But when you see Clay Thompson as your starting power forward, you go, wow, <laughs> this is small ball. Oh, but there have been so many teams running this. They've, I've seen more shooting guards at power forward than I have in a very long time. I'm trying to remember the other teams I saw, but some of the starting lineups... Look, they'll mix it up. They'll throw a big on for intervals. It's like there's a shortage of good bigs at the moment. Yeah, I mean, part of it. It's yeah, part of it's the play style. Part of it is probably the personnel available. Because like, like, but they definitely got wrecked on the offensive boards and defensive boards. Yeah. Like Golden State paid. Like yes, they might have had extra firepower, but they definitely paid for it on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, look, they they've made it work for multiple championships, but they can't re- they can't rely on it every game because we saw this game exactly what happens when you haven't got the bigs they won't, you just get dominated yeah. on the boards and they weren't hot enough from three and Steph yeah. I swear there was one point where Steph was going for rebounds on his own yeah. he got one <laughs> but it was Steph is actually surprisingly good at rebound. well not good at rebounds it's just the size of his team he ends up with like averaging six or something rebounds yeah. a game but they weren't hot enough today to warrant going small yeah. they didn't really have a choice yeah Jackson Jr. Tillman just feasting on rebounds so yeah it'd be interesting because this matchup, if it does happen first round, oh, you've, you've got a team that's playing a bit more traditional bigs against small ball, and oh. plus all the drama. It's a perfect, Please, it's a perfect Buddha. situation. So yeah, we have to see Buddha of basketball. Hear my <laughs> prayer. So to finish off the podcast, I have googled the NBA remaining schedule strength. Okay, this is all, this is always interesting when we come to the end we're of the doing, season. We're doing this live. We yeah. have not had a chance to look at this this list. Yeah. Um. But I think the f- the biggest thing uh, that that points out to me in the top five. Let's go top ten. Uh, Utah, San Antonio doesn't matter. Toronto at fourth doesn't matter. Uh, Portland at fifth. 
Kings. Oh, actually, okay, we'll go back to the Kings. But Phoenix is third. Yeah. Phoenix have 17 games left. They still have to face off against the Bucks, Denver, Celtics, Grizzlies, Kings, and themselves. No, I'm looking at up. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. They've got Bucks, <laughs> Denver twice, Philly, Kings twice, Lakers, and Golden State. So, just reference the third is in the third toughest schedule yes. we're talking about. Yes, yep. this is the third hardest schedule yep. in the league. And to add, in, like insult to injury, no. KD could be gone for this really tough stretch too. No, KD. Yeah. Oh dear. So it's look. I don't think they're going to be out of the playoffs, but their seed is going to be the thing they're fighting for. I think they're going and to be the West. Normally, seeds aren't that important, but West seeds are important. Yeah, end of the season. I think is. being from home, especially if you're going up against Golden State, you want to be from home because Golden State can't win on the road. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We've seen it. Seen it all. <laughs> Honestly, season. if Golden State and Grizzlies face off, it'll just be it'll come down to Game Seven because none of those teams can win on the road. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so true. Oh. Uh, so Toronto doesn't matter. Uh, I think well, Philadelphia. I mean, Toronto. We got to put a little bit of respect on some no. of these lower teams. No, I'm going to put a bit of respect no. on them. They're currently a play-in team. Uh-uh. And we've said how that little section Disagree. of teams aren't playing well. They're not going to win. They're not going to get out of the first round. No, they're probably I'm not. They're I'm probably not. Who on Toronto? I don't care. <laughs> they're probably not. But they're terrible. This is still an important stretch for them to they get a, to get an okay play-in matchup to then make. They should have tanked. Okay, all right. <laughs> we don't talk about little teams. No, no, no. Uh, we do. But Toronto but are only there because Nick Nurse is an amazing coach. And that's their true. Team He's a very trash. good coach. Very good coach. Quick reference to uh, Toronto. While we're on it, uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, had a, I guess, less than nice words to, to say about some of the some of the refs. He uh, honestly, he got fined thirty grand. Yeah, he 30 deserved grand. it, but it was true. Yeah, we've had a lot of questionable calls recently. So yeah. Anyway, but um, back to Philadelphia the are ranked fifth with seventeen games to go, and they've got like uh, Bucks, Denver, Boston, Cavs, Suns, and Brooklyn. But probably not enough, I would say, to knock them off the third seed. No, no. So they're prob- as probably as a lock. They go 50, yeah. These are top teams, as long as they go 50%. Portland, I know I crapped all over Toronto, but Portland, <laughs> West is a lot closer. So Portland having yeah. a tough schedule with, with where they're sitting is could be very detrimental. To I mean, it's kind of wild because they're 13th. They're third last in the West, but all they need is a, is a decent stre- uh, stretch and they could be locked in at like 6th or 5th. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. Not but, saying it's going to happen. They've got to verse the Kings twice, LA twice. Um, not looking great. Mm. Uh, so then you've got Sacramento Kings at 7th, okay. which, you know, they're doing they're playing pretty well. And look, they've got to play like Bucks, Denver, Celtics, Phoenix twice, Nets, Golden State. So like, And I would almost say that the Nets and the Golden State are probably favorable matchups for the Kings. And then if they go fifty percent on the hard the harder matchups, then they're they're Gucci. True. I will add though that I think this is actually a crucial stretch because the Kings currently are really effectively tied for that second uh, seed with the Grizzlies, which will be the difference between playing sixth seed if you get third, which means you are playing a playoff team against one who's already had to play a play-in game. Yes. So honestly, the other side of this, Memphis have the th- uh, second easiest schedule. So this is why I think this matchup's going to be really interesting with, yeah, Kings and Grizzlies, how they go over the end of the season could determine if they get a more tired team or a full-strength team and for playoffs. Yeah, I think for them, like for Kings and Grizzlies, which are a little bit more matchup dependent, not necessarily yeah. matchup dependent, but a bit younger team, less experience. Yep. You want to try and, you know, let's try and blow through the first round as quick as possible. Yeah. Put your feet up. Because definitely lacking experience playoff-wise, yeah. those teams. So, so, yep. so, yeah, Sacramento having a harder run could yeah could be the difference for them between second and third which 
for Grizzlies and Sacramento, like getting second is huge. Yep, definitely. Should be like number one goal for both teams. Hundred um, percent. Then you've got Golden State, which Golden State are like hanging in there, like you know they're they're, they're doing okay. technically tied with the Timberwolves and Mavs for the sixth seed at the moment. So doesn't that mean they're they're equal eighth? Equal sixth, technically, you'd, you'd categorize it as. But yeah, That's six, they lose one game eight. and they could be eight. Exactly. Yep. So there's two games, the tenth. Yeah, which is the difference between straight into the playoffs and having to play planes. Yeah, so. and they're not Golden State are not looking good this year. No. Definitely not. Oh, no. And yeah, with Kaminga out, that's some of their size gone, so that's even more small ball. Oh, no. Might not match up well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Houston doesn't matter. Minnesota around that 10th mark, so we haven't quite hit the, the halfway, but Minnesota have some difficult ones coming up. They're fighting for a, a, a spot. Yeah. Same uh, with Golden State. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Washington doesn't matter, Charlotte, Orlando. Let's let's go the bottom bottom 15. Yep. Uh, starting from the bottom, Cleveland. Easiest the, schedule. Easiest schedule on paper. But again, not super crucial. I don't think they'll quite crack the third seed, so it should just um, lock in the fourth probably. Unless unless Philly went on like a terrible run. Because they do have the fifth toughest, so yeah, potentially. Unless, unless they went on a terrible run. But look, Cleveland should just be able to cruise. Like at this stage, it's like, cool, let's watch our minutes. Let's play it safe. We just got to win our games or yeah. just 50% our games. And no injuries. Yep, Same with Memphis. Just stay cruise healthy. along. I'm not super happy to see that the Lakers have an easier schedule, <laughs> uh, but we'll take it how it is. They've got injury concerns. They've got new teammates. They've got a lot of at, like playing time to get used. Like they've they've got a they've got a lot of adjustments to make to get ready for playoffs with the yeah. new team. That's true. New Orleans. Gosh, they need it. Yep. They they need to have a good stretch. Uh, currently sitting in tenth, so they are technically in play-in territory right now. But they need to stay there or move up if they can. Um, uh, New Orleans, England. Dallas could use that as well. They're hanging on. Yeah, K- Luca might be injured. Kyrie's just come along. I think I think they'll pull through. Um, I think the really interesting thing is you've got a couple of really good teams like Boston, New York, Denver, Milwaukee, L.A. are all in the 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 top bottom half of mm. easier schedules yeah so they're kind of sitting around mid-range but they are yeah on the slightly easier side so yeah we can probably see them more or less hanging where they are uh, so, the end of the season it's gonna be so exciting yeah but i think those the most tough is going to be those play-in spots in the west absolutely yeah especially with, with some of those teams having really easy or really tough schedules yeah and i think i think definitely concerned not concerned but definitely interesting interested to see how I think Phoenix, Philly, Portland, Sacramento, and Golden State go. Yeah. Maybe Toronto, but probably not. (laughs) One quick thing as well is just how good are the play-ins? Because if this was a normal season, it would still be interesting to see who kind of squeezes into that 7th and 8th spot. But when you have teams that are this close, it's almost unfair to to come down to like half a game and then not make it. Whereas this gives the teams to just go all out, have that one last game and fight for it. So I think that's been one of the best introductions to the league. It's very entertaining. And they 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 rate really well because you literally make the playoffs. It's a do or die. It's just one game. It's like March Madness, like just that one game to make it. And some teams do blow it. Like I think Golden State have won some and lost some. I think the entertainment value is fantastic. 100%. So. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, shout out to my mom, my girlfriend. Got a, got a, she, every time I shout her out, she's like, oh, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> she listens to this. Hey, they're our number one fans. Exactly. What can we say? So thanks for listening. Give us a rating, five stars, 10 stars. 
Rate Whatever us, the maximum is, give us that. Yeah, we give us one, that. like, give us five NBA championships, <laughs> five stars. We want them rings. Give oh. us a like, give us a follow, check out our TikTok, check us out on YouTube. Thanks for listening. We're out. Cool. I was just, I was waiting for you to say something like, hey, come <laughs> on, give us a good, bye. Just a little stew. Oh, yeah. Eat the beef stew. <laughs>